Everybody come and welcome to another Funkit Pod here from beautiful Bangkok. I was hesitating because I was thinking, should I still call it MMA Monday <laughs> or should we just call it the MMA Oh no. <laughs> so welcome to another MMA edition here for the Funkit Pod. And you know, as always, just in case you're a new listener, viewer, watcher, um, subscriber, appreciate it. So I'm not just reviewing fights, especially not the UFC fights or Bellator or whatever, because there are a thousand channels out there that do that. The only fights that I review, the only events that I review are the one events, simply because I, I live here in Bangkok and I've been following one forever. I've been to almost all of the one events, at least here in Thailand. Uh, so I try to bring the fighters a bit closer to those of you who don't know them just yet. And r I realized that it's still necessary because I was listening to Luke Thomas in the the pre-show on Morning Combat and they're always doing a great job. But Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell neither had much of a clue about many of the fights, not even the high-level the high level fighters. Luke Thomas was saying things like, I've been told that Superborn is really good. Like, yes, that is true, Luke Thomas. So um, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, I then usually react to how the media is a covering the sport of MMA because I work in the media field. Um, I, I teach those things in university. And be like give a few thoughts on maybe how fighters could use the media better or which fighters do it well and so on. So that's just usually my thing that I'm doing here, right? So let's just start with with the one recap right away because one championship events, they start to feel a little bit bigger, don't they? Like, I think I think one events are starting to feel bigger. At least they get more coverage now on channels such as Morning Combat, for example, Ariel Helwani mentions it's like it's it. Ariel Helwani, I'm sorry, I just finished training. Ariel Helwani mentions it once in a while as well. Um, he's got DJ on sometimes, which is great, of course. So let's talk about um, one and this past event. And if you watched, you realized one thing that one, <laughs> you realized one thing at one championship. Things are happening quite fast, right? We had two fighters drop because of weight problems slash weight issues. Um, Anissa Maxson, who was scheduled to fight in a mixed rules bout against Stam Fairtex, didn't make it and she didn't miss weight as far as I'm concerned. She just didn't make the weigh-in window and the hydration window. She posted on her personal um, social media that it was a family issue. That's why she couldn't make it. Um, and then the opponent for Supergirl, Anna Jaronsak, apparently missed weight. That's, at least that's what I read on social media when I asked, like, why is she out? And so Supergirl without, uh, without an opponent, Stan Fax without an opponent, let's match them together like the day before or so. So this is very one, which is cool, right? Fighters fight which is great. More on this in just a second. But let's let's just now break it just down from top to bottom. So main event, um, Superborn Sing My Win, Superborn, um, who had this highlight real knockout over Giorgio Petrosian to claim the title. Um, he was fa facing the Grand Prix winner, Chingis Chinga <laughs> Alasov. We need to work on a better nickname, Chingis here. Um, and if you've seen or listened to my preview, 
I was completely wrong. Not completely wrong. I said like Alasov is coming out, storming, lots of power, over, forward pressure, and that's exactly what he did. I just thought Superbon would be able to um, avoid it a bit better, would like stick and move a bit more until Alasov maybe gets tired a bit more. And then I thought Superbon would pick it up. We never, never came close to that second round knockout. Um, clean shots, clean punches, like well done. It seems like Superbon wasn't expecting the power of Alasov, or was just not used to to the couldn't dodge the, the couldn't dodge the the, the the punches obviously, and just couldn't handle the power. So Alasov looked shredded, like he looked. Crazy and um, yeah, great, like great performance. I was about to say coming out performance, but I mean, we've known him because we watched him all through the Grand Prix. And it's funny because I think his record was three and one in one championship, meaning he lost the, the first his first fight apparently. Then he won three straight in the in the Grand Prix, and now he's a champion. So what a what a resurrection! But after one loss, it's not not a bad thing. But I, you, you see what I'm saying, right? Lose one and then just like tear it all down, which is very very impressive. So Genghis Alasov, Genghis Alasov is for real. Like he is a to quote Joe Rogan or like paraphrase Joe Rogan because he did, he probably doesn't know Genghis Alasov, but Genghis Alasov is a problem, man. <laughs> He's a problem. Hey Joe Rogan, if you need some insights into one championship. Always here to to talk. Um, yeah, so Chingis also is here to stay. He's a problem. Um, Superborn should probably take some time off to recover now after that nasty knockout. They they then shook hands afterwards. It's some backstage footage um, where Alasov was checking in if everything is all right. Nice. Um, so congratulations. Can't wait to see him again. Like this machine. Fantastic! Like really, 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 really great. Um, the one thing I just don't like um, in kickboxing. Uh, it's just a kickboxing rule set, especially the tie, or the, the one, not the tie, the one kickboxing rule set, and more on this now as we move to the second fight. Um, because in the second fight, we had a super leg, the kicking machine, Kat Mugao um, versus Daniel Puertas. And I told you earlier, I told you in my, my preview that I think Solik's just gonna, just gonna outsmart, outpoint uh, Daniel Puertas. And yes, he did, apparently, but. Eh, eh, that was dicey, dicey. <laughs> to quote another great MMA journalist, uh, reporter, that was dicey for Superleg. So you could have given it, you definitely could have given it to Danny Puertas. Demetrius Johnson on commentary thought Puertas did enough to get the victory. If it wasn't in Thailand, I would have thought Puertas would have gotten the victory too, to be honest. Um, he had a, this is a smarter fight. I was a bit annoyed with like you know a few things. Like one, in kickboxing there is no clinching, right? So in, in Muay Thai you go forward and then eventually you just clinch up and drag each other around and try to land knees in in, in transition and stuff like this. In kickboxing you, there's no clinching. Okay, so Superleg tends to clinch. But then even when he didn't want to clinch, Puertas was just moving forward, kind of like making Superleg clinch. Like, come on, if you want to do something, just clinch me. And Superleg like, eh, I don't want to, but okay. <laughs> and then eventually Superleg got a yellow card for clinching, which was in the later rounds, mostly initiated by Puertas though. Like, I mean, Puertas 
didn't initiate he did initiate the clinch so what I'm meaning is he moved just forward towards super leg and he's like well if you want to if you can't get out of the way you, I know you're going to clinch me up so whatever that doesn't count and he was just forcing super leg to basically clinch him up smart bit annoying but smart what really is annoying though and I agree with Kaposa on, on social media there if you're into martial arts you probably follow Kaposa if not follow uh, at Grabaka Hitman Grabaka underscore Hitman Kaposa best social media account when it comes to MMA out there and he said something along the lines like I don't even remember how he phrased it but it was something like yeah, it's, it's weird at one championship they don't show the scorecards they don't say the scores they just said your winner the red corner your winner the blue corner like what can you at least say the scores or something like what what's, and that, that's the biggest issue with one championship like the scoring right so they, they say unanimous decision they say split decision but they don't say the score so they can just it sometimes it just feels a bit made up so yeah that, that that's the one of a few stains on that one championship product, unfortunately. So the for the fight itse the, itself, um, Puertas did a great job. Puertas was quite aggressive, like trying to move forward. Super leg, the kicking machine was kicking loud, a lot of lots of leg, leg kicks, and that's what we what we used to to see from him: leg, leg, leg kicks and kicks to the arm until the arm drops. This time the arm didn't drop. So great, great job, um, Puertas. Uh, Super leg did land, like especially around. Four, around three, around four, I think he was lighting Puertas up, like, and you thought, oh, that's close to like maybe a uh, standing eight count or something. That's gonna be so. That was that was close, um, but the other rounds were all close, and you could argue that Puertas won a few yellow card and also for for super leg. So it was it was a close fight, um, but congratulations, super leg, and I mean. Given that the main event didn't go the way it's, it was supposed to go here in Thailand, Bangkok, right? Um, with the Thai winning, uh, it was good that at least in the co-main event, the, the Thai was winning, like, I guess. Um, we had flyweight submission grappling, and you, here's where you can hate on me. We had uh, Mikey Musumeci, who is super nice, apparently. He looks super nice, versus Gantumu Bayonduran. Uh, I'm not a grappling specialist, Um I just finished Muay Thai practice, so I'm all about just stand up, man. <laughs> and it, it just doesn't do it to, for, for me. It, it was, it was. I'm sorry, I'm better. Uh, I'm a bit bored. Maybe I should. Ha maybe Luke Thomas needs to educate me on the grappling. I, edu I educate Luke Thomas on on Muay Thai here in Thailand, and Luke Thomas t talks me into grappling because it was just like Musumeci holding on to that ankle lock forever. Uh, and um, Bayonduran just not tapping it's like yeah you can bend my knee I don't care you can bend my, my leg and my ankle I don't care whatever um, so it was a bit weird I did like afterwards so in the interview uh, Musumeci was speaking in Thai a little bit I'm a bit disappointed the Thai audience didn't really react to it so he says something like um, I love Thailand and that he 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 he's happy and then something like he wants to eat some some dam or something which was, which is the the, the national Thai dish uh, <laughs> was it some dam or pad Thai or whatever I think some dam like it's papaya salad that was that was fantastic I was I was lose I was like that won me over Mikey Musumeci you the man that won me over the Thai audience didn't really react to it which was a bit weird also but more on the audience is also just a moment because one championship in audiences yeah. Okay, but then, um, what else did we... Oh, and he also celebrated with STEM Fairtex. They had the same locker room. 
who's the, the female Thai superstar right now, right? Stamp. And he was just like hugging her when she came back from her fight that she won. It's like, yeah, so cool. Who? And he, it was just nice to see. So he seems to be a really cool person, like that Mikey Musumeci guy. So that's cool to have him around. Maybe I just need to get more into the whole grappling kind of thing. Um, we had the fight with the biggest noise, the biggest pop was, and it's always the case, like I've been to so many one events, and every time Ong La, the Burmese Python sung fights, it's ridiculous. I don't know where they get all the, the Burmese people. I mean, there are lots of people from Burma, from Myanmar, working in Thailand, obviously. Historically speaking, not the best jobs usually, um, but they all seem just to come out to when Ong Lan Sang is fighting here. Because it's, I'm not kidding, it's in Thailand, but the Burmese fighter gets always the biggest reaction, the biggest pop. Like he's, I don't know how many times I've seen him here. Probably every time when he's in Thailand, when he fights in Bangkok, I've seen it, when he, when he fought in Bangkok. And he always gets the biggest pop, which is, which is awesome. And he lives in the US, right? So it's not like he trains here a lot or whatever. He lives in the US. He trains with Henry Hooft at, at Killcliffe. So he's not a resident here, but he gets the biggest, the biggest reception of all the fighters every time he's here, which is awesome. Uh, he defeated uh, Gilberto Gipa Galvao. Seriously, guys, we need to work on, we need to work on your nicknames, like Chingis Chinga, Alasov, Gilberto Gipa Galvao. Um, TKO at 129 of round one, so he just mauled him. That's exactly what I predicted. <laughs> Not, I said, I said, Ong Lan Sang, I, I, I pick him. He should have the edge, but it's going to be tough because Galvao is just such a big, muscly guy. Didn't matter. <laughs> Ong La is like, I'm taking care of this. Awesome. I like to see vintage Ong Lan Sang. The last two fights, fantastic. Ong La, let's go, man. It's awesome. It's great to see Ong Lan Sang. Still, still doing that thing. He, I said it in the, in the pre-show. He's one of the guys who brought me into, got me into like one championship. Like when I, in the beginning, like when he had, when they, they had like a fight. I think in Myanmar, in Yangon before it, all the shit went down in in Myanmar. It was fantastic. Like Ongla is just, he's the man. Like he's he's the one championship man for me. He's great. Um, we had a catchweight kickboxing um, bout between the Phenom, then superstar, the Thai kickboxer or the Thai Muay Thai star number one, Rod Tang Chit Mung Nong. Last minute replacement again. He had to fight the Eagle of Jitu Yipu. And it was a UD. It was a last minute opponent. So maybe that's why he wasn't that prepared for him. But he did his thing. He let in the last round. He was just walking forward and let, let Yibu hit him in the face a few times. And he just shook it off like, ah, and just moved forward. So he did just rot, rot tank things, of course. Uh, rot tank does was rot tank does. Um, yeah, we need to see him against better, better competition again because this is. Yeah. Then before we had Stamp, the aforementioned Stamp, whose opponent Anisa Maxson uh, couldn't make it against Anna Supergirl Jaronsak, uh, whose opponent also didn't make it, so they got matched up. So Stamp prepared for a mixed rules, small gloves fight, obviously. And now it was a kickboxing, a uh, strawweight kickboxing fight, not even Muay Thai, a strawweight kickboxing fight. Um, and with big gloves. So respect, like on one day's notice, switching the sport basically so that's fantastic like this is this is the props to both fighters for stepping up here it was awesome um supergirl put on a great showing i think supergirl obviously is the little sister to wonder girl who's also a one fighter um not 
that that's that's her name. Uh, she's a bit more famous because she's like a bit older. Had a bit a few more fights. Um, and yeah, so Supergirl, the younger sister now from the same gym, obviously from the, trained by the same dad. Uh, and she had like this close decision win over uh, Vandrayeva last time. So this, this would have been the rematch. Um, but then Vandrayeva didn't make it, couldn't make it, wasn't allowed to make it. I don't know. Um, but so Supergirl stepped up big here, like in, in her biggest opponent as of date, as to date. And she was showing out and it... There is lots of online criticism and saying that Supergirl probably won the first two rounds and Stamp only won the last round. And Supergirl was 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 throwing more, and Stamp didn't seem to be like that well prepared. Maybe she didn't take her seriously. She's like, oh, that that young girl, I got this. I'm the best Thai boxer ever. I don't know, but great showing by Supergirl. I th also think if she would have won, you could not complain. In the end, Stamp got the nod because she Stamp, and she clearly won the third round, and she did land power punches in between. It's not like she didn't land anything. You could just argue Supergirl landed more, um, was was pressing was pressing more. But hey, it was it was both great. Um, props to both athletes for for stepping up on short notice and taking a completely different fight for both of them. So that's fantastic. So real, real props to them. That's great. Uh, Stamp then got the fifty thousand dollar fight bonus um, I think in this case and it was not a knockout right so in this case dude, dude is throwing money around all the time like Chatri, the CEO of one like give give Supergirl the, the bonus too like what are you doing like seriously uh, that was a bit like come on it's a controversial win so if you wanna I don't know give something to that fight give it fight of the night give it something give both something don't just, don't just, I don't know, give something to the fighter that won a controversial decision, right? It's a, it was a split decision, a split decision win. And then you give 50K to the split decision winner. It means like at least one judge saw it that the other one won. Like, it doesn't make much sense to me. So, uh, yeah, that, that's just weird. It just shows like, it's stamp, stamp always gets the 50K. So, dude, be nice. Like, and... It's Supergirl. It's not like it's some random fighter. It's Supergirl. Like, you want to have that gym around for longer, probably, where Supergirl and Wonder Girl come out from. So, ah, didn't sit well with me. Um, what else do we have? We, have we had Gary Tonin back in action, and he... <laughs> I'm glad he did, because he defeated Johnny Nunez. Isn't Johnny Nunez the husband? Boyfriend? Fiance? I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyways, we talk about Johnny Nunes, not about his wife. So his nickname is Johnny Boy. <laughs> so thank you, Gary Tonin, for defeating Johnny Boy. Uh, Submission Kimura, 153 round one. Yeah, that was quick. So um, it's Gary Tonin. His post-fight speech, let's just not talk about that because, eh. But in, inside the cage, great, great job there. Um First bout of the night was Shoko Sato versus uh, the fighting god Kim Jae Woong, which was interesting, which was close. Some weird decisions also in there with like a yellow card again. Um, I thought Kim Jae Woong did enough, but it was a UD for Shoko Sato. So <laughs> it's not a robbery, definitely not. Like I mean, like I, said, I, I thought, like in the end, maybe uh, Kim Jae Woong would have done enough, but it wasn't. So it, it, that, that's all right. Um, Kim Jae Wong looked disappointed because he thought he did enough too. But you, you can give it to Shoko Sato. It, that, that is 
and not a robbery. Then they had a few minutes of silence in between for Victoria Lee, who sadly passed away. We talked about this in, in the previous in the previous show. Also, props to the UFC for acknowledging this. Um, they also paid tribute to Victoria Lee. Props to Dan Ige at the UFC fight that just ended like a few hours ago, who also dedicated it to Victoria Lee. He said um, all the best to the family. So props there. Dan Ige for, from Hawaii, um, where the Lees are located. So props there. Um, so yes, yeah, so but more on the UFC in just a second. That was one championship. Next one, overall, again, the events overall are great. I think the one events overall are great. They're fun. Um, and they showed like they showed the line, the, the queue for the meet and greet with, with Mighty Mouse. And, oh my God. <laughs> All around the arena, people were queuing just to take a picture with Mighty Mouse. Fantastic. So you can see it's catching on here. So good job there, one championship. Um, next one is in... In one and a half months or so, so we're going to talk about this once it's coming closer again, obviously. Okay, that's enough. One championship. Let me know what you thought um, about one championship. Now, also, very quickly, we talk about the UFC. And again, no, I'm not reviewing the fights. You've probably seen it. You read it. Dan Eager got, got the victory. Like, nice walk-off knockout. Um, you got Sean Strickland with a vintage Sean Strickland performance. Um, so, also, congrats there. Vintage Sean Strickland press conference as well. Also, congrats there. So, and this leads me to the media. Like, A, Sean Strickland. Think about him what you want. He's grown on me. I like him by now. He uses the media to perfection. I said, I said in the last podcast, he doesn't do a lot of media, but when he does it, it makes sense. Right? So, and actually, he does a, by now, he does a lot of media, like he, on his own. He posts lots of stuff on his own. Um, he does interviews with the Schmo, which I, or with, with Helen, which are hilarious. And he always asks Helen, like, about what Asian she is. And she tells him every single time. And then he just makes fun of it. And I think you can do that. Like, is it racist? If you wanna, if you want it to be, then maybe it is. But if you're joking around with your friends and they seem to be friends by now, right? So then maybe it's just busting balls. And I think that's okay. It's just the same thing that he does with Chris Curtis, right? So I do this with my friends here in Bangkok too. They, they make, German jokes with me that you would could call insensitive if you want to. I make jokes with them about their cultural heritage that you might call insensitive, but that's what you do with friends. So I think Sean Strickland just being who he is and having fun with it is just cool and it's nice to see. It's refreshing. It's different. Good job, Sean Strickland. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, sure. So then T-Mobile announced... Uh, <laughs> Jones versus Ghan before the UFC could do it. If this would be Ariel Helwani, they would be banned for life. But because you need the arena, you can't ban them. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> Lucky T-Mobile. So, um, they leaked that too soon. But, yeah. Um, Jones versus Ghan. Nice distraction from the New Year's Eve incident with Dana White. And that there are still no repercussions. Now more outlets talking about it. Like, even Stephen A. Smith changed his his stance a little bit. I wonder why, Stephen A., after people hating on you, really? Oh. <laughs> We're changing our opinion all the time, which is nice. It's fantastic. Um, so, yes, yeah, so now a few more outlets are reporting on it, ESPN people talking about it um, in a different way, criticizing a little bit, not too much yet, but, yeah, um, it's still, nothing's going to happen. We know that. So, so here, just a reminder, don't forget, Dana White slept his wife on New Year's Eve twice at least. Yes, she slept first. Doesn't really matter to me, I think. He slept and nothing happened afterwards. Nothing. 
happened afterwards. So we always remember that. Okay, but now we have to fight um, John Jones versus Cyril Gahn, which means Francis Ngannou is released. He There's no matching clause, no nothing, so he can do whatever he wants right away. What do I think about it? Not that anyone cares, but what do I think? I think terrible use of the media from both sides. Now Dana White tries to portray Francis Ngannou as someone who's scared to fight the best of the best. Please. Um, Francis Ngannou I haven't heard anything from his side yet they're gonna come out probably on, on, with, on Ariel Helvani next week I assume um, then talking about their side of the story um, Ariel is gonna hate on Dana uh, because like even if it's the most highest paid heavyweight in the world that, or in, the, in history that doesn't mean much blah 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 I think look at where you're coming from and I, I don't want to sound like a UFC shill or something, right? And I'm certainly not. And yeah, I'm all for get all the money in the world. But if this, he would have, he, he is a millionaire. He would have been a multimillionaire after this. If you fight John Jones, it sells all the pay-per-views in the world. Probably the most sold pay-per-view ever, I guess. Now, Jones, heavyweight, Ngannou, you kidding me? Pro more than, than Lesnar, probably. So, McGregorish, probably. So, shitload of money there. You're set for life. Do you really want to then now just not do anything and hope for a big boxing fight? And is there still interest to see him fight Tyson Fury? I don't know, like for me, I'm, maybe it's me as the purist, like I'm not a big boxing fan um, per se. So, um, I, I would assume Tyson Fury just kills Francis Ngannou within like a few rounds. If it's just boxing, so eh. not not really high. I would have loved to see Ngannou like, because I really liked his last fight against uh, uh, against Gan. Like when he went for the takedowns, like oh my god, wow, he's 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 still improving. It would have been cool to see like how far he can take it. He he went from like the guy with all the power to the guy that's smart, which is great. So I would have loved to see it. But hey, I'm not here to talk about like fights in the UFC, as I said earlier. So from a media point of view, now the UFC tries to frame Ngannou in this one light, which hardcore fans probably don't believe in. And so I'm sure within the next week, probably on a Helvani show, we will get some clap back from the Ngannou camp, I'm sure. Probably Francis on the programming himself, I would assume. Let me know what you think about the whole Jones and Ganu and Gan thing. Um, what do you think about still the Dana White story? Are we, can we move on? Should we move on now, like two weeks later? Or are we trying to put the finger in the wound until something happens? Let me know your thoughts, as always, uh, at Funkinpod on social media. Funkinpod at gmail.com if you want to write a love letter via email. Uh, like, share, subscribe. That would be appreciated. Rate this thing. Um, this would also be appreciated because it leads to a bigger audience and then we can have bigger discussions about all those things. That would be cool. Until then, as always, stay safe. Take care. Keep your guard up. We'll talk soon. Sorry, Cup. Oh, no.